Hello, Lucy and Justin. Welcome to the special series that you have graciously decided to do with Rise Up, and we're calling it Sexy Saturdays. So, what are you two? What are you up, been up to? Well, there's been uh, a lot of stuff, a lot going on. The restrictions here in the Czech Republic have been lifting slowly but surely. Summer's coming up and and vaccinations are rolling out. So it's moving along and a lot of things are changing. And so it's uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind lately. Mm -hmm. So everyone's getting back out and about. Yeah, I have my students back in the class, which is amazing. I love it. It's been a long time. So and what great. ages do you teach Lucy? I teach five graders to fifth, nine, graders. fifth graders to ninth graders. <laughs> fifth, fifth to ninth grades. Yes. And Justin, what are you, have you been doing? Lately, I have been working a lot on things for ChrisFest. With the, all of the changes that have happened because of COVID, we have had to change the, the dates for ChrisFest as well as the location which means that I've had to change the program about six times, but that's fine. It's great. <laughs> and, and what um, is Chris Fest? Chris Fest is a, it's a festival for youth and young adults. And it's just a time, usually we have, we have Chris Fest for an entire week. And it's just five days of being able to get the youth from all over the country to gather in one place to, to worship, to to be able to see their friends and to be able to train them and, and to pour into speak into their lives a little bit. We do seminars, we have teachings, workshops, we have special like teachings for, for leaders, just basically anything and everything that you can imagine, we do it at Chris Fest. <laughs> and and where is this? Is it inside, outside? Can anyone Typically, come? Typically, it's been outside, and it's open to anybody who wants to come between the ages of 15 and I think 25. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, we had been having it at a, it's kind of like a, a hotel in the middle of a field. And it's it's really nice, though. There's there's like a lake and everything like that, and some cottages and, and cabins, and and we would just get everyone there. But because of some complications, we are not able to have it there this year. We found a different hotel in the middle of nowhere that is a little bit smaller, but it has its own charm and it's a larger hotel. So we're actually going to be having a lot of the program indoors, but there's still going to be a lot of portions of the program that will be outside. We're going to do a Spartan race and we'll have like a, a tea tent area. I'm pretty excited about it. So what is your involvement with it? My involvement is mainly I'm, I create the program for the entire festival, which means that I basically, there's me and one other person, we discuss who all the speakers are going to be. We make a list of people that we would like to invite to come in and teach. We also pick who the, who the main speakers, like for the evening services are going to be. We contact bands. We make everything happen. <laughs> so there's live, live music, live worship. Yeah, yeah. 
We're also, we usually have a DJ as well, and we're looking at a couple of options for a DJ to kind of get get it, get the whole festival started off with a high note. Mm-hmm. And, and then Lucy and I actually are going to be talking about a couple of different things at ChrisFest. Lucy mm-hmm. is going to have a seminar about pornography and and how steps that students can take to to overcome that and then that same day she and i are actually going to talk about relationships with another couple and i'm actually really really excited about that it's called everything you wanted everything you wanted to know and some things you didn't about being in a relationship or, mm-hmm. or being in marriage and so yeah the so title is not so long in check but <laughs> So do you have that prepared? Can you give us a few bullet points from what you'll well, be speaking about? Sure. Like it's not entirely prepared because it's it's going to be a talk show format, mm-hmm. but some things that we definitely want to cover are how to communicate in a relationship because we have a multicultural relationship which comes with its own unique perks. challenges and perks. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about different things that we have experienced as a couple, different fights that we've had. And ones yeah, well. yeah. And also one big part that we want to talk about is our love languages, because mm-hmm. Lucy and I have very, very different love languages. Very different ones. Yeah. And now, I think we're definitely wanting to talk about how to recognize who's the one for you and that there is actually no the one in the world that you have to find or it's going to be a disaster and so we will definitely want to talk about that and more from their perspective of being single or maybe starting to date someone some of the young adults Mm -hmm. are dating so it's going to be great let's go back to the love languages i know five love languages i've read that book studied mm-hmm. that book is is that what you're talking about yeah yeah uh so sure. lucy's love language mine is touch 100 percent. and then i think my second one was words and then justin has like words i think so words of affirmation yeah okay and then <laughs> still learning about each other it's good to and know justin... take notes justin <laughs> i should be and then i think justin's are just a test. <laughs> I think your number one is service. Mm-hmm. We thought it was words, but it, it is service. And then the second one is words of affirmation as well. But his, his, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's kind of hard to tell for, for me because sometimes yeah. like doing the test, I sometimes score higher with words of affirmation and other times I score higher with quality time. And oh, yeah, for me, it's kind of, it kind of goes back and forth depending on what I need for that Mm -hmm. time in my life. But acts of service is definitely high up for me. Mm -hmm. And then quality time for sure. But his like last one, it wouldn't even have to be there is touch. He scored, I think zero. And the other time he scored like Like two or three. (laughs) And it's just not there. It's very low on my list. So we are very opposite in that. I require a lot of personal touch. And so Justin had to learn how to come and actually intentionally go and hug me and, and 
kiss me and it's been he's been great with it he's been amazing he learned so well and he really does it quite often but sometimes i need even more than that and when he's tired or frustrated or exhausted he doesn't want to have physical contact at all yeah so mm -hmm. i had to learn to give him the space and just let him be <laughs> especially when he came home from work when or when he's after like a long day of of talking and speaking or after a conference or during a conference yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants me to come up and like cuddle and hug her yeah. and everything i'm like get off me <laughs> give also, you your I, space yes <laughs> also for me i don't just want to hug him because i want that my love language but it's also mm -hmm. how i express love mm -hmm. and how i express that i am proud of him and mm -hmm. i have to switch that into words which i don't always remember to do so <laughs> like, which, which maybe we should explain a little bit my understanding is everyone has their own specific love language in which they recognize that love is given to them. That's how they um, perceive love as if though some of those love languages are given to them. And so, but in return, they reciprocate love to other people in the forms that they prefer. And if someone else has a different love language, then they they do not understand that as love. So you have to you have to know each other's love language to mm -hmm. know basically how to how to fulfill their needs, fulfill mm -hmm. fill their tank up. Is that yes. is that a good summary? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, we've each had to go through kind of a, a learning curve for the learning process ourselves, where. For me, I had to learn Lucy's love language. I had to learn like how to be more touchy feely, and and that was that was difficult. But also, Lucy and like Lucy's whole family serves, but it's kind of different when you're serving like an organization or you're serving your church or something like that. And it's different when you're serving a person. And so there was even a little bit that she had to see with that, where like because for me, basically like when when someone helps me out with someone or so, someone serves me in some sort of way shape or form it shows me that i'm not alone and so and so that's that's what that communicates to me and that's what i need to to hear and see a lot and so yeah yeah and i think in general people tend to think that oh i have to pick a person who's like exactly the same as i am because then we will click you know then we will be able to communicate well and i think that might be really misleading because I think on one hand, yes, you need to have a person who has the same life values and has the same direction in life. I think that's really, really important. And of course, the main ideas of how I want to live my life, if there is a person who doesn't want to have kids and then person who really wants to have kids then they have to figure out like, you know, it's probably not going to work because it's some at one point, one of them will be really, really frustrated. But personality wise and preferences wise, it's actually really good to have someone who is so different from you because that enriches your life. But it also really pushes you and challenges you to to change, to be different, to learn and to grow. And I feel that marriages that have 
uh, a lot of these differences tend to be stronger because you have to overcome the small things and then you know how to agree on the bigger things as well and how to compromise and how to accept that the other person sees it differently mm. and so for us that has been that has been really important and we sometimes laugh on how different we are so different <laughs> we are very different people <laughs> it would be really really easier if we were a little bit more the same but we're not well you're saying it goes beyond cultural differences oh for sure for sure I mean, like the culture di cultural differences definitely mm -hmm. play a role. There are some things that, I mean, we've had arguments, <laughs> ridiculous arguments about, about things that are more cultural. And then we've had, and then we've had very serious discussions about things that, that are not cultural. And mm -hmm. I would say like an intercultural relationship doesn't need to be as scary. Like there's, well, Maybe I'm not the person to ask about this because I also have like fully integrated myself into Czech culture. So maybe I'm not the best person to talk on this, but in my opinion, it, I think that there's a lot more that we as humans have in common than, than like, than not, than not. Yeah. That's thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I think people sometimes are really scared of the other person having a different view on something or being different or seeing things differently because it's not comfortable but comfortable is not always the best mm. and so even in relationship i feel it's so beneficial when you can actually say okay you see this way i see that way we have to find a way to make this work so what do we do and you will have to listen and i think that's one of the really big yeah. benefits of multicultural marriage in general that you really have to talk about the simplest things like with a czech guy i would never have to discuss how do we celebrate christmas for yeah. instance because it's <laughs> very likely to be very similar but for us we actually had to have a conversation of how we want to spend our own christmas like mm -hmm. what czech traditions and what american traditions we want to combine yeah and then I don't know, even things Well, there's like, other things like Easter celebrated differently. Yes. Thanksgiving isn't celebrated here, but it's yeah. a big part of American culture. And there's just a lot of those things mm -hmm. that we've had to overcome and had to discuss and had to make our own way, like make our own combination. Mm -hmm. And and it's fun. Like I think I think those things, yeah, like Lucy was saying earlier, those things have really helped to cement our relationship together. Mm -hmm. And so it's really given us a good foundation so that when something more important comes along like like how are we going to finance finance a house or where what city do we want to live in or you know whatever sorts of challenges and things like this uh, that come up we're able to to discuss it and and to really find a good compromise that works for us yeah sure well it sounds as if communication helps you to measure expectations and if you know what the other is expecting for for example not even multicultural but each person comes from a family with different traditions and how they would celebrate holidays and mm -hmm. you know re you don't have to have cultural differences to have the need to communicate so that you better understand where each one is coming from and what their expectations are yeah, abso absolutely. I think in a relationship, 
both people like as as singles everybody has expectations for what they want from life and maybe if someone says you know that they don't really have expectations well that is their expectations that they don't have <laughs> but everybody has expectations for what they want from life and how they how they want to live and when you go into a relationship the big thing is is that you need to you're taking what's inside of you and you're trying to put it out and you're into this other you're creating a new person like in this relationship and so when you communicate these things you are like you're transferring your expectations they're transferring their expectations and it creates this they create something new and i think that's really exciting so what happens when one or the other of you your needs is not met what happens like like if I were to view that my needs were not met or if mm -hmm. she were to view that my needs were not met? Each one of you. Each. Well? I think I've learned to read more when we are talking about love languages. I think I have a more of a feeling now for, oh, he just did this and he did the dishes and he cleaned this room and he did that. I have to thank him. I have to say I appreciate it. And I have to mentally recognize that he did it and it's an act of love for him and i have to recognize it and say thank you and and really be excited about it and so and i am excited i just don't always think to express it out loud mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think i've learned and i have a lot learning to do but i think i've learned to recognize and notice these things and actually appreciate them yeah for yeah i would i would agree with that like when i see that maybe maybe when i when i feel like she had needs a hug or something mm -hmm. like that i think it's because i've been able to kind of cultivate that sensitivity to mm -hmm. what she needs and so i'm able to kind of foresee or to or i'm able to kind of step in and and, and meet that and granted like i'm not i'm not perfect at it but i'm a lot better than i was five yeah. years ago and so like when so yeah when when you see that the other person's needs aren't met i think the biggest thing is to have the sensitivity and also mm -hmm. the humility to to meet that person's needs mm -hmm. in the way that they need them to be met mm -hmm. and when i feel like my needs aren't being met on a good day i'm able to communicate that and mm -hmm. say hey this is how i feel and i need you to do this that or the other mm -hmm. or i need you to to make me feel loved by blah 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 and that's on a good day though and that it's we don't argue about that as much no. we've had a couple of arguments but but it hasn't been terrible and yeah that's that's just being able to communicate those things mm -hmm. and the most important thing is to communicate them immediately like yeah if you wait too long and you mm -hmm. pull it out months down the line or something like that well you didn't do this when i needed it and blah blah yeah. blah that's that's not healthy and it's not helpful to anybody it usually just adds fuel to the fire yeah i think it only festers then and i have the same tendency of closing off and not talking about my feelings when i'm frustrated or when i feel like my needs weren't met properly and i also had to learn how to say hey actually I need a hug right now or especially after argument i need the peacemaking and i need a hug i need some sort of physical touch to know that we are okay it doesn't matter what we say until i have that hug i have i in me we are still in conflict 
and Justin just doesn't give that naturally and especially if he's frustrated it's like no <laughs> but I've I've learned to ask hey I need peacemaking I need a hug and you can tell he's not happy about it but mm -hmm. because he loves me he does it anyways yeah. and so yeah. you have to be willing that's yes. key. you have to be willing you have to love the person that you're with enough more than your anger <laughs> yeah M more than your um, more than yourself really yeah, um, yeah absolutely you can't live in in the moment you can't live in the emotion that you are dealing with personally at the sacrifice of another person yes that is exactly and there's one thing that i wanted to to add to that too lucy said peacemaking and just kind of made me think about that we have kind of created our own like vocabulary of how we describe the things that are, like our internal worlds, mm -hmm. because it's important for us to be able to to share those those things and, and to be able to communicate in a way that's clear to each other. And so we through reading different books together and and a lot of other things we've been able to kind of create this vocabulary that we're able to use and say, hey, I need this in this sort of situation mm -hmm. or, or hey, I would like it if you didn't do that. Mm -hmm. and so that's, it's helpful. Yeah. So have you ever had makeup sex? Makeup mm -hmm. sex? I don't think so. I know people talk about it. Yeah, that's definitely not. But it's just not. I'll be honest. It's something that I, I can't, I can't like it. For me, I'm just, I don't work that way at all. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I know so that some people talk about like anger sex and makeup sex mm -hmm. and, and different things like that. That's unfortunately, it no. Work <laughs> so it, it doesn't create that bonding moment to kind of help you go forward. When we're able to have sex normally, yes. Yeah, we have that intimacy and that, that closeness for sure. But yeah, like using we have to wait after an argument i'd say we have to have the peacemaking really know that we've dealt with the problem we've apologized we forgave and even then we need some time to be able to go and be together so and it's honestly usually because of me because it like even though i've apologized even though the, the situation is finished i have to work through it in my head and mm -hmm yeah and just yeah so so, yeah, so you don't use it to, to camouflage issues or to no, um, no. just kind of skirt past what is of major concerns with you not it mm -hmm. actually we can tell if there's been an issue or something when there hasn't been sex in a while because yeah. it's like you know what's what's blocking the communication what's blocking the physical yeah. touch what's you know and and so that's yeah that's i there's we can't use it to kind of hide how we're feeling in the relationship. I feel like it's too deep and too intimate for us. And it draws, it has to draw the love out. And when that's mm -hmm. blocked by something, we just, it, it wouldn't be the same, I think. So yeah. it, it doesn't work for us, but there are couples who swear to it. So I don't <laughs> know. I'm not to judge or say it's a wrong thing, but we definitely don't. Mm -hmm melt away issues with that it doesn't work for us i can say that it definitely helps us to avoid issues and to and to mm -hmm. work things out quicker because mm 
I'm I'm too much of a porcupine to to be able to have sex when I'm angry with Lucy. And so so yeah, it helps to make sure that we avoid those those situations before they even come up. Yeah, it brings you closer. It is like a glue in the relationship and it's super important. But yeah, it, it works more uh, of a prevention than uh, a pill for an argument for us. So how do you resolve arguments? We usually need time to cool off. And I know that there's the Bible verse that you should not let sun go, go down before you uh, let the sun go down on your anger. Yes. And I know a lot of couples and even friends understand it literally. And so they don't believe they should go and go to bed without making up. But we really can do that because it, I think we sometimes have to wait throughout the night. And in the morning, we are cooled off enough to talk about it in peace without the extra emotions that are extra. I would disagree. I think we talk about it first. We get everything out. Yeah. And then we're able to sleep because if we don't say everything, I can't sleep. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, that's true. That was the, one thing that we found out pretty mm-hmm. early on. We had a big fight and I was not going to talk. I did not want to talk about it. And so I went to sleep on the couch and even there I could I couldn't fall asleep laying in the bed. I couldn't fall asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. We ended up talking about it and then and then both of us yeah. were able to fall asleep. Because I was like done. I was like, okay, you tell me what's the problem now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so you t- you like, talk about it before yeah. you go to sleep, but then Lucy, are you saying that it it takes a while to develop a new mindset from ingesting all that new information? And so in the morning you can wake up fresh and and go yeah. about your day and, and resolve things. Is that I what think, you're saying? Mm-hmm. I think if it's a, I think it depends on the argument as well, because yeah. n- most of the time it's true what you're saying that we're able to talk about it and resolve it that day immediately and it's okay. But there has been arguments wh- which were usually it was deeper than what we were arguing about. And that's sometimes really difficult to understand in that moment because you're full of emotions and you see it from your perspective. And so then we had to actually wait till the morning. And then in the morning, we were able to talk about it and share our perspective and explain our view and explain what was wrong. And so we are trying to, we always try to make up and, and like understand each other and get it off the table as soon as possible. But especially if we have a dinner party or friends over, we just need that space that mm-hmm. just the two of us time to go through it. And sometimes it has to wait. And we, I've learned not to push it. And I also have learned to really process my emotions as a woman. And I think that's important advice for any anybody who's emotional Uh, yeah because usually it's wives but sometimes it's husbands you have to if the other person if your spouse is really practical and systematical you have to know what you're feeling and why and what will fix it it cannot just be at the beginning of our marriage i would have like an hour-long monologue about how i'm feeling and just like, I understand what you're saying, but I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had to really learn to put my emotions in kind of this 
like box and an understandable construct that I can give to Justin. And he says, oh, okay, we can deal with that. But I cannot just blur about mm -hmm. when I'm not sure actually myself what I'm feeling. So yeah, I'm excited about this series, Sexy Saturdays. And yeah. I'm excited and thankful that the two of you are going to be so extremely open and, and available to listeners and, and to those who would watch on YouTube. What is, so these will come out every Saturday in the series. What is a challenge that each of you would have for listeners from the airing of this one until the next one? What is a challenge for couples or for those who will be listening to Sexy Saturdays? That's a really good question. I would say maybe with your partner or the person, if you're in a dating relationship or, for, or if you're married with that other person, just talk about like what each of you needs in order to, to feel loved and what are ways that help grow that feeling of being loved and what are ways that kind of kill that feeling of being loved mm -hmm. i would yeah. say if you haven't addressed the love language topic in your relationship i would say definitely go buy the book or just read something online or do the test online or whatever but search for the answers for your relationship and talk about how how that is going to affect your relationship and if you need that if you need to change something in the relationship so the other person actually feels loved yeah yeah if if you're book reading people then then reading the book is a really great idea that's incredibly helpful and if you're not that's totally fine like i said earlier lucy and i have been able to work out a way a vocabulary of our own of how to communicate our needs and so that's essentially what you need to do with your with your partner is just find that communication and find that way mm -hmm. for us it was reading that book and, and basically learning this new way of speaking to each other in, incorporating these phrases and things so that we can know how to communicate what we what we're feeling on the inside and for people that aren't in a relationship maybe to figure out for yourself what that looks like when what makes you feel loved and what makes you not feel loved and just work on communicating that with people mm -hmm. with people that are that are important to you in your life and if that's you know a best friend if it's your family those are still very important conversations to have because that can grow your relationship and can really mm -hmm. cement things or it can or it can cause deterioration mm -hmm. so yeah and i would say the important thing we we didn't really talk about it, but I think it's really important to mention that whenever you discuss your feelings, it's really important to use I statement. I feel this and that because of this. When you put it like you do this and because of it, I yeah, like it's you are the reason for my feeling. It's it changes the perspective of a person and it's much easier for the other person to accept oh i feel like this i don't feel loved i don't always feel appreciated when you don't say thank you or when i don't feel like you actually uh appreciate it and i need this that to change it so so what do you, what happens because this could be typical 
one person will read the book or listen to the audiobook and the other person shows no interest. So how do, how would someone deal with it if they're all motivated to dive into the love language and the other, you know, the partner was just like, have no idea what you're talking about and dismisses it? What would you do then? Yeah, we actually just had this conversation the other day with with some very close friends of ours. The important thing is, is to be gracious to the person that you're in the relationship with. I would say in some situations, Lucy can be more crazy about a book than I am. And then in other situations, I will be all about something and Lucy's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so the important thing is, is just to be gracious with each other. If, if a book really speaks to you, then that's wonderful. Use that. If you can learn from that and summarize that information for your partner, that's wonderful. If it encourages a, dis a discussion with your partner, that's even better. And so just, just try to some, have grace, summarize the information. And if the other person still is like, mm, I don't really see it that way, that's not really for me, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. If that book has helped you understand things, then maybe just use that information to interpret what your what your partner is saying when whenever you do have these deeper discussions about about important ways of communication. And I think it's also really healthy to view marriage as or to have this perspective that you first need need to give before you take and you have to love and respect the other person first because that's what God that's is really calling good. you to do. And even though that person may not always reciprocate it and may not always show you love or respect the same way, it's really important that you do that first. And I think you'd be surprised of how much the other person changes because you are willing to love them or respect them with unconditionally. Mm -hmm. I think we can end on that. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you both for joining today from the Czech Republic. Appreciate you both. And very much look forward to next Sexy Saturday. And who knows what that topic will be. But yeah. we'll lay it out, all out on the table. So thank you both for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. You've been listening to Rise Up with Julie Baumgartner. Thank you for listening today. Rise up and let's be the best that we can be. And listen to this podcast that will both motivate and educate. Thank you. Thank you.